You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Trust that God has something for you this morning because he, he does. I'm on fire this morning. I don't know if you are. I am on fire this morning. Yes. And I believe that God wants to set you on fire this morning. I've been praying. I'm going to ask Georgia to come. And I know it's new for her as well. But she's going to be uh, on the stage with me as we, as we shared this morning. Uh, she's going to be playing some songs. Because I believe the Holy Spirit will visit you this morning. Can you feel the Holy Spirit this morning? He is here. And where you are, you're going to receive a portion of the Holy Spirit like you never received before. I feel that. I know that. I know that. So for a minute, can you close your eyes and just say, Spirit, talk to me. Holy Spirit, you're here. Holy Spirit, you're moving. We surrender to you, Holy Spirit, everything we do this morning. It's for your glory. It's for your glory. It's for your glory, Holy Spirit. It's for the glory of the Father. So be here with us this morning. Hallelujah. I want to talk. It's difficult because sometimes you... Sometimes we plan, we plan, and we have in our heart what God wants to say, but we don't control the result. I've been preparing for this morning. I've been asking God for direction, for His presence this morning. But I just can't control the result. Because I don't know what the Spirit does. He does what He wants to do. It's like the wind that you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going to. And that's how we are led by the Spirit. But where you are, I know something. That God will visit you this morning. And from, your, from inside of you, it will flow rivers of living waters. Because that's a promise. That God has said. I feel this last. God has ignited me. To increase my prayers. To increase the time that I'm spending with God. And I think for a, nearly a month. Every single day I've been praying. God told me to pray between half 11 to half midnight. God said I want you to be praying when the day is changing. Because I want to change the days of the people, of my people. And I've been investing on that. Sometimes a kid wakes up in the middle of my prayer. And I need to go over there. And one of those nights I was with Elaine on the side. And I had phone and listening to a song and praying. And she was scared because of some noise. And I was like, okay, it's okay. You can go back to sleep. And praying, and praying in my spirit. Because nothing can stop. You know, I've been praying... There's a promise over your life. There's a promise over your life this morning. And God will accomplish this promise. But God wants to change our perspective on things how we see. There's a man called Abraham. Do you know Abraham? Yes, he's considered the father of, of faith. Not only for Christians, also for, for the three major religions on earth. Abraham is related to them. And Abraham one day in uh, Genesis 13, 
verse 14 he received a promise from God do you know what is this promise do you know what God promised Abraham what did he say father of many nations he gave him a, a word he said Abraham I want you to look to the north to the south to the east and to the west and what did he say to Abraham he said everything you see will be what yours thank you very much he said everything you see it will be yours I will give you so look look north look south look east and look west because everything you put your eyes on will be yours and then he said go out go walking put the, the plant of your feet on all those on all of those places and everything you see will be yours my friend what was the action of Abraham after that Do you know it's written on the verse 18 the following the last verse of the chapter 13 it says then after receiving the promise that everything he would see will be his it says that then Abraham moved his entire tent to Abram where was Abram my friend from, from my life group not allowed to answer <laughs> Abram was an area full of mountains can you see what Abram did God said to him everything you see will be yours and then Abraham said wait he said that if I see whatever I see will be mine why I'm gonna be here in the service na, 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 na. he said that whatever I see will be so where I'm gonna stand I'm gonna get my tent my people and I'm gonna go to a high place because from here I can see just what is ahead of me who has been on British camp before if I could if I had I would first thing I would put was some escalators to go to the top really easily but Britons they love to walk first time I went over there I was exhausted the middle of the way <laughs> but when you are on top of the British camp when you're, you see much further ahead you see Gloucestershire you see Worcestershire you see Wales you see Her all Herefordshire so Abraham did this he said he felt you know God said that if I whatever I see will be mine I'm not happy with staying here I'm gonna go to a higher place I'm gonna expand my vision because from that place I'll be able to see more and I want more vision my friend something that God will heal this morning because God will expand this our vision this morning because I want more do you want more do you really want more because sometimes I feel that you know how we are living like like our house 
is on fire. And sometimes I feel that we get to the window of our house, all on fire, everything being destroyed. And we get in the front of our window and we start crying out for help. But I think that sometimes we do like this. Help. Help, please. House on fire. If it's not too much trouble, can you call the fire brigade, please? I feel that God wants to bring us a sense of urgency for His presence. You know, our house is on fire. I, we've been feeling all sorts of attacks from the enemy. And I, feel, I fully believe that it's because the message that is to be given to this church is powerful. It's powerful. You know, a month ago, a little bit more than a month ago, someone crashed on our car. Then after, my wife, my wife, she was healed before of thyroids. And her thyroids came back again. And we fully believe that God will heal again. Because He healed once. And He's going to heal again. And yesterday as we were... And when I sat on my sofa and I thought, well, now I understood what God wants to speak. We were in the living room and suddenly my daughter Elena, she fell from the stairs on the top of the stairs. And she just heard the noise of her until the floor. And when we went there to see her, if she was okay, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, there was an angel protecting her, don't worry. A single hair of her head was touched. And she was scared, she was crying. And I went to check if everything was okay, if she hurt anything, if she bumped anything. But let me tell you something, my friend. Our houses are under attack. But you know why? Because God knows. Because the enemy feels what God wants to do around us. He will bring revival to this nation. And Hereford will be a key city for that. Your life will be a key person for that. But God is telling you, expand your visions. Stop asking God to do less because that's what we do. I feel that what we're doing nowadays is just, we come to God and we say, God, do less. I'm happy where I am. The vision that I have right now, it's enough. But God is telling you, go out and go to a high place. Expand your visions because what you see is not good enough. It's like God that God has placed over here a table for us with amazing cakes and desserts and everything, the chocolate. And God is saying, you can eat, you won't put on weight. Don't worry. Amen for that. And we intentionally become and say, God, up. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful table, God. Thank you very much. You've doing a lot of things. Well, you made an effort to prepare this table for us. I think I'll have just a little bit of the pace of the chocolate cake over there. No, it's smaller, God. A little bit smaller. Ah, oh, yes, I'm happy with that. Ah, don't worry, God. I know there's plenty over here more, but I'm happy. No, I, I had enough. Maybe a cup of tea. Because you're British, of course. Milk, no sugar, please. And God is saying, come on, look my table. Look my table. 
there's so much more to you but you for no reason are making a choice to tell God God do less God do less I have one gift is enough there's no need for two gifts there's no need for three gifts there's no need for five gifts God one is enough and don't worry I'll look after this gift really well Matthew the Jesus do you love Jesus let me re remind you something that Jesus said to us he told a story about a, a man who had a huge treasure and he went away for a season and then he got this treasure and he gave one treasure to one person two treasures to another person five treasures to another person and then he came back and then he went checking the one who got five came and said my master you gave me five I've multiplied it look now I have ten the other one who had two or three I don't remember but it was one or two or three so two or three said my master I have you gave me two and here look I multiply it and here I'm giving you back what you gave me and someone who had one who said I was frightened but I had my one gift and I kept it really safe look here here's my ministry here's my gift here's my talent here's my prophecy gift Here's my healing gift here's my kids working gift here's, I don't know what is their gift but here's what you gave me but look it's really looked after look how shining it is it was all so protected and the Jesus that we love so much what did he say that he will do to this person my friend he will go to that person and say unfaithful servant unfaithful servant you were happy for looking small you got satisfied for looking little when I was the God who wanted to give so much you were happy by getting something and keeping that no I can't help with kids work I don't have gift with kids I'm happy I am on the worship team it's enough I've been understanding I want more of God and I've been asking God expand my visions expand my vision expand my vision we've been asking we praying for the youth for what for them to be, be able to have eyes to what to see because for example they are over there in St. Mary's and doing what studying learning math just to be another doctor on earth the prophet Joel said that when the spirit was going to be poured out what was going to happen your sons and daughters would be do what prophesy your young people would do what dream dreams and your old people would do what see visions seeing something that God wants to heal on us do you know there were two prophets in the Bible second Kings chapter 2 I don't know why their names are so similar in English Elijah and Elisha 
Elijah came to Elijah. Actually, Elijah asked Elisha, What do you want me to do before I go to heaven? And he said, I want a double portion of your spirit. The spirit that is on you. And what did he say? You ask something difficult. But if you are able to see, if you are able to see what will happen now, what you are asking will be given. Why did he say that? Because for two reasons. He, first, maybe God wouldn't allow him to see. He was going to be, Eli, Elijah didn't die. He went up to heaven. So he knew that if Elisha was able to see that, first, that would require God allowing him to see, and second, it would require him to be cope, to cope with that, to cope with the vision. Not to understand, but to be able to handle the vision. And he didn't understand. It says that in, in, in this chapter, chapter 2, that when Elijah went up, he was like, my father, my father, where are you? What's happening? He was not understanding. And suddenly he was left with what? With a cloak. Just with a coat, with a piece of clothes for him. But he understood. And he received a double portion. And then when we see the chapter 6, now it's Elisha's turn to have a servant. And there was a battle happening. And what did Elisha pray for that servant to happen? Thank you, my friend. That's why your name is Wisdom. He prayed for his eyes to be open so he could. And then straight away, the following verse, he went to pray asking God to defeat the enemies that were coming to chase them. What did Elisha pray for them to have a heart attack? For them to fall on the, on the cliff? What did Elisha pray to hurt the enemies that were coming? So they couldn't see. Elijah prayed for them. God allowed the enemy, the army to be blind. Because he understood that whoever copes with the vision that God gives you. This person won't be defeated ever. God is giving you visions this morning to you my friend. And do you know what I, what I believe? It's by bearing the vision that you will be able to carry on. Because it's the vision that you're carrying that will carry you when everything else is collapsing. I've been eating, I've been eating and, and uh, two, Bible, uh, two Bible books in the Bible. And I want to invite you to read that. I start one, I finish one, I move to the other one. I start one and I go back to the other one. There are two books, the books of Galatians and the book of Daniel. And the book of Galatians, my friends, is a challenge for us. I keep imagining Paul writing to Galatians and he, I probably think that he takes some time, he took some time to write Galatians because he was quite gentle with what he was trying to say. Chapter 3, he starts saying, you foolish! Galatians, you foolish! What has bewitched you? Because you started by the matters of the Spirit and you lost the vision. Because now you believe that something that is started by matters of the Spirit will be able to be finished in the matters of flesh. By the matters of the law. 
you foolish, what started in the spirit can only be accomplished by the spirit. I was 18 years old when I first moved to England. We had a church in Manchester. South Africa Church in Manchester at that time. And my friend, I was forever in trouble. The first thing then went for a coffee. And then Anne Marie was there. She said, You know, uh, his, his replying has a heart to go to Brazil and everything. And he'll spend there six months. And then he'll come back and over here. And we're doing this and this. And maybe university. And all that. So, yes, he will go. After that, I have no idea what God will do. Maybe you're going to have to be prepared to see your son once a year, twice a year. I don't know. God does whatever he does. We don't control the results. And Daniel. I want to read quickly Daniel because I want to pray. I'll try to finish on time. But the book of Daniel. Daniel was a prophet of God. Who had many visions. Many, many visions. And it was needed for the book of for Daniel to increase the time spent with God. When we see the beginning in chapter one, chapter two, Daniel he was pretty much a, a slave. So the people of God was brought back to the Babylonian, and the king chose some young people that had to be healthy, looking good, wise, intelligent. And then they started to prepare them for, for being serving in the, in, the, in the palace. And on the beginning, Daniel, it was enough for Daniel to cope with what God was giving him. If you see, the entire book of Daniel is 12 chapters. Read for it. Read it, my friend. The beginning, the first beginning. Daniel comes and he says, give us 10 days. We're going to be not accepting your food and everything for 10 days. And for 10 days, it was enough to cope on the beginning, the process. The second time, when he started to understand the, 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 and, and discerning the visions that the kings were having, the Bible says that he, he had to increase the time spent praying and asking God for direction. He said that the first time when the king said that no one, everyone will be killed because no one could understand the vision he had. He said, can you give us now, not 10 days anymore. Can you give us now a piece of time? He said that twice for a piece of time. Later on, the chapter 6, it says that what was happening that time, for him to be able to understand and to discern the vision, there wasn't enough anymore. It says that he, had, he was praying how many times? Three times a day. Not ten days anymore. But that now every single day he was praying. And suddenly comes to a point on chapter 8 and chapter 10. When now Daniel is having the visions. But now my friend. Because he went deeper. This is a prophetic word my friend. Because your mom gave you. Because he went deeper. He went deeper. He went deeper. God now could talk to Daniel. Whatever he was doing. 
you know where God wants to take you? If you're cooking, God will start making you prophesy. If you're going to be on the shower, you're going to fall on your knees having visions. You're going to be doing supermarket. Suddenly you're going to see someone and you're going to cast away demons. I believe on that. Because do you know what God led Daniel to? Chapter 10. Daniel, suddenly, he was not praying. He was not in the temple. He was not doing anything. He was walking with his friends. He was doing something really simple. Walking with his friends. He was by the river. And suddenly, suddenly, because God didn't need him to have time anymore. Because all his time was already his. God could choose to talk anytime. We usually we just talk to God to respond to our emergencies. So of course not listening to God. You only seek God when there's an emergency. God is month, I don't have no money. God is month, someone is ill in my house. Next month, no one is ill. Oh my goodness, when was the last time I prayed? Yeah. But Daniel came to a point where he was spending time deeper, deeper, deeper because that was required to maintain the vision, support the vision. Suddenly he was doing something so silly, walking with his friends. And here in the chapter 10, if you want to open quickly the Bible, Daniel chapter 10, it says on verse 7, I'm finishing because I want to pray. It says, I, Daniel, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. The man with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them. They could not see the vision. But what God was doing was so powerful that they were so afraid. They felt the vision. And they ran away. So I was at, left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale and I was helpless. When I heard him speaking, as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep. My face fell on the ground. And suddenly a hand touched me and set me trembling on my knees and hands. My friend, do you know why sometimes you think you are about to give up because the vision that you're coping is too big? Of course it's too big. Who gave you the vision? Who gave you the vision that you carry? Who gave you the purpose that you carry? Of course it's going to be big. Of course it's going to make you tremble because the vision that you carry has the size of God. The vision, the purpose that you carry has the size of God. And sometimes I was in the shower this morning and I was like, my goodness, I was starting to pray in tongues in the shower. I said, I don't have strength. I feel like I'm going to faint over here in the shower. Because that's it. What we carry, the purpose that we have is much stronger than us. It's much bigger than us because it was given by God to us. So you won't be able to cope by his, yourself. You, you f- you're going to feel like you're going to die about it. But you won't. Because God will accomplish the vision that He gave you. And not only that, God is challenging us to increase, increase, increase. To expand our visions. Why are you so happy 
with this amount when God is telling you I will make you prophet for the nations youth don't be happy just to get into college and get a degree because you were called to be prophets for the nations